Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spiritual Awakening Show. Today we're going to continue on with the Kundalini Awakening series. This is part four. If you're not familiar, in this series I explore my favorite aspect of the spiritual awakening process, Kundalini Shakti. Parts one to three of the series were published in May 2020, if you want to scroll back down to find those. In those sections, I cover what kundalini is, and I share some important guidelines to help those working with kundalini to get through their awakening smoothly and safely. You can check those episodes out if you haven't already before diving in today into part four. Today, we're going to explore some of the different reasons for why kundalini comes to awaken. Maybe you can relate, maybe you're dealing with the kundalini awakening yourself, maybe it started to happen to you and you're wondering, well, why me? What was the reason? Am I the only one experiencing this? Well, of course not. There are many people around the world that are experiencing Kundalini awakening, though not everybody knows that overtly, clearly. And so that's why I've put together this series to shed some light on this very mysterious process that is so profound, so intense, so beautiful, so important for our evolution as a species, as a collective of spiritual beings, and of course, as individuals. This series is also available in a video form on my YouTube channel. It's also available on my blog in the written text form at brentspirit.com. If you have any friends that you feel might be interested in this material, please share it with them. It'll really help me a lot to get my message out there, and I'm sure that if they're dealing with the challenges of Kundalini Awakening, it can help them too. As always, you can reach out if you have any questions related to your spiritual journey, whether you're dealing with kundalini or not, or maybe you're not sure and you'd like to find some clarity on the topic. Get in touch with me. You can find out more about meeting with me one-on-one as well at brentspirit.com. Now, let's get into the episode. Enjoy. Hey, what's up, my friends? This is Brent Spirits here, and I want to welcome you to part four of my ongoing series all about the Kundalini Awakening Journey. So today in this section, we're going to take a deeper look at the different ways in which Kundalini can come to be awakened. Of course, there are many different unfoldings, and there's no one-size-fits-all scenario. As I talked about in previous sections, the journey is highly individualized, though of course there are general themes that we see across the board. So with all that said, How can Kundalini come to be awakened? Well, today we're going to explore some of the many different ways. So there are advanced yoga practices that can be engaged to prepare the body and the system for Kundalini awakening over time. Conversely, there are some yoga practices that can be used to stimulate the Kundalini in very direct and active ways using certain meditations, pranayama, and asanas. Now, personally, I don't teach or instruct these advanced yoga practices that involve actively attempting to directly awaken kundalini. The two main reasons are that firstly, I am admittedly not astute enough in my understanding of the process to do so. Personally, my awakening took place in a more indirect way and so that's the approach that I'm most familiar with and the one that I feel is safest for those that I work with. Now the second reason is that I feel that those direct methods of awakening kundalini can be dangerous in the sense that they can bring about an awakening before a person might be truly ready. So of course, this can lead to a very difficult and turbulent process, to say the least. In the past, yoga was taught from a master to a seeker to a student over a very long period of time, maybe decades even. 
So a teacher would guide a student to prepare their system with very simple, safe practices over many years, gradually giving them more advanced practices and finally eventually leading them to the very, very uh, effective and direct ways of raising Kundalini. That was how things were in a traditional sense. A person was guided by a teacher in a very safe and structured way. And so if things went wrong, the teacher was there to support them. Well, today, with the grace of the internet, we can find those teachings online and we can skip all of the the preparatory stages of the journey and jump right to the more active ways of raising Kundalini. As a result, maybe within two weeks of having uh, engaged these practices, a person can have an awakening, a genuine awakening, but then as a result, because their body is not prepped, properly prepared because they don't have the proper uh, uh, knowledge, intuition, or understanding, they can have a very, very difficult time on many levels, physical, emotional, psychological, of course, spiritual. And so for this reason that I don't advise that anybody jumps ahead, instead I have some very safe, uh, gradual, more subtle, more indirect methods of awakening Kundalini that I'll be sharing with you here today. With that said, I am, of course, here to support those who might have ended up awakening their kundalini as a result of practicing some of those more direct methods prematurely, but I'm not here to share those methods with you myself. So the other ways in which kundalini comes to be awakened can be through traumatic experiences, either emotional or physical, or of course, both. The intensity of certain trauma can be enough to cause an explosion of prana from the root chakra causing that kundalini to begin to rise. So of course, this is a very rare occurrence. We hear about lots of people every day experiencing trauma, but few having genuine kundalini awakenings because of it. So as well, certain drug use, typically with plant medicine, these experiences can lead to a kundalini awakening as well. But once again, just like with the advanced yoga practices, this can lead to someone experiencing a rising before they may be fully ready resulting in an unnecessarily challenging unfolding. And of course, as with trauma, having a kundalini awakening due to the use of drugs is rare. So many, many people experience psychedelics, hallucinogens, entheogens, plant medicine, uh, magic mushrooms, ayahuasca, cannabis, peyote, and the like. But most do not experience a kundalini awakening only a few. So it's important that we use our discernment when considering all of these different avenues to awaken Kundalini. Relying on drug use to awaken Kundalini, or to even develop spiritually in general, is, in some respects, a waste of time. Of course, this can be argued, and I myself can put together a very strong argument for the use of plant medicine as well. But in the case of those interested in Kundalini awakening, I would rather steer clear of drug use to avoid unnecessary complications. There are far more reliable and comfortable methods to awaken Kundalini at a much more gentle pace, and things will go much smoother if that's the approach that we take. So these methods, they involve a more passive approach to the awakening of Kundalini. When one engages in meditation on the breath, on the self with a capital S, or in the, in the heart center, just focusing on love, focusing on the unconditional love in the heart center with sincerity, intensity, and devotion. This all can gradually prepare the system for Kundalini to rise smoothly and easily on its own. So Kundalini does not need to be poked, stimulated, or forced to awaken. 
It can awaken on its own when the inner stage of one's system has been properly set. So we set that inner stage by engaging sincerely in genuine spiritual practices. So for example, meditating on the breath is a powerful and effective way to cultivate spiritual growth. Inadvertently, when the time is right, Kundalini will begin to rise as a result of the spiritual preparation that meditating on the breath allowed oneself to experience. So the same goes for engaging in the practice of self-inquiry. One can sit in meditation and they can ask, who am I? Or they can ask, what am I? Repeatedly. So this practice, when practiced with sincerity, will eventually lead one's awareness to their true nature, which is the self with a capital S, which is source, which is God. So once this dawning, once this awakening takes place, then Kundalini can begin to, can begin to rise on its own. So personally, this is generally speaking how my unfolding went. So this is also the method that the great saint Sri Ramana Maharshi had spoken of in regards to Kundalini. So he said that some yogis work to actively awaken Kundalini and others simply engage in self-inquiry and it awakens on its own. So other effective spiritual practices can be devotional acts such as deep, sincere prayer or a deep mantra practice. If we look at the Christian contemplative monks and nuns, they're known to have engaged in prayer, deep prayer. And some of them report that at some point during their practice of prayer, they're called in, in sort of a spontaneous way into a state of silence and the prayers stop. And what happens is they enter into what is essentially a meditation. And then they say that they're, they're transformed by a spiritual force from within, which they've called the Holy Spirit. So if you ask me, this is no different than a yogi engaging in a mantra meditation practice, entering into stillness, and then having kundalini awaken. So if one is to engage in devotional acts, like I've just mentioned, with the intention of spiritual development and awakening kundalini, I don't mean saying just a couple prayers before bed or chanting now and then. I mean a full, wholehearted devotion and surrender to the practice, to the path, to God. So keep in mind, many people pray, many people chant, few experience kundalini awakening. A certain depth of commitment is required in order for that to happen. So there's another interesting way in which kundalini can be awakened, known as shaktipat. So shaktipat is the transmission of spiritual power known as shakti, which is what kundalini is in essence. So everything in existence is energy, and shaktipat is an energetic transmission. So some who have reached an advanced level of the kundalini process are able to offer shaktipat to spiritual seekers. It's kind of like a boost which can serve to help another's kundalini to become activated or even fully awakened. I'll be explaining the difference between a kundalini activation and an awakening in the next part of this series. So further into the series, I'll also go more more in depth into this idea of Shaktipat, but for now, it's important to understand that Shaktipat is not a cheat code or a free pass on the spiritual journey. One must be able to openly receive Shaktipat when and if it is offered, and being in a position to accept it requires a certain level of spiritual development in itself. So furthermore, a seeker that receives Shaktipat still needs to do their spiritual work. Like I said, it's not a cheat code. So another way in which kundalini can be awakened is simply spontaneously. For some people, for some reason or another, though they may have undergone absolutely no spiritual practice or development in their life, they can undergo an 
and awakening seemingly out of the blue. So one reason for why this could happen is because they could have put in a lot of sincere work in their previous lifetimes. And finally, there are some who come into this lifetime, their current lifetime, with, their, with an already awakened Kundalini. Now, this is because they experienced an awakening in their previous incarnation. So even though they've come into this lifetime, they may not necessarily be aware that their Kundalini is already awakened. They may not necessarily know anything about Kundalini at all. But when and if the time is right, certain key events will unfold in their life, which will spark the revival of their spiritual process so that they can actively continue where they left off in their previous lifetime. So this can sort of help you to understand why you may be experiencing a Kundalini awakening if you have, you know, not had any spiritual practice, if you had no interest in this stuff, if you maybe had, you know, some some certain experiences starting to happen to you almost out of nowhere. Well, this may be why. Maybe you're ripe now in this lifetime because in the previous lifetime you did a lot of great work. And uh, so now you're picking up where you left off. Like I said, the process is highly individualized. It's very unique. It's very mysterious in a sense. So, so these are a few ways in which Kundalini can be awakened. There are also some occult methods as well, often involving the misplaced intention to use Kundalini for purposes other than self-realization and spiritual transformation. So we don't need to get into this today. This approach as a whole, in general, is asking for trouble. It's not something that I advise anybody consider at all. So in the next part of this series, we'll take a look at the different types of Kundalini awakenings and the difference between an awakening and an activation. As always, if you have any questions about your Kundalini process or about spirituality in general, or if you'd like to meet with me, you can find out more at brentspirit.com. You can also find me on Instagram at brentspirit. Thanks so much for listening to me today. I look forward to meeting with you in the next part of this series. Until then, much love.